Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Happy Monday, the 13th of November. We call it Craig Council Day here at CHGO because Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, Luke Stuckmeyer, did you hear the same thing? Did you guys hear what I heard? It feels close, baby. It feels close. Cody's arms started tingling when he heard that. His fingertips were ready to just burst off. It feels close. That's what the new manager said. There you go. That's all I had to hear. I didn't. He Craig Council did the unthinkable today. He took a crotchety old man like me, one who's always going to think the negative first, always a little bit suspect about a guy, a guy that I never liked just based on appearance. I thought, I don't think I'm going to like that guy. It was probably the Milwaukee stain on him. And all of a sudden, in like five minutes, I was like, oh, I'm a Craig Council guy. How did that happen? It feels close. Feels That's close. all he had to say. There you go. It's time to be a cub. Oh, that was good, too. Yeah. That was that's, good, too. That's what got me. Uh, my overall overall reaction to this was he said all the right things, and he got me fired up because it's November 13th. We haven't done jack shit to make the roster better yet, and I'm already ready for next season. <laughs> all right? Like, I, I'm – I, I haven't felt this jacked up this early in an offseason since these Dan's the offseason. No, no, no. Oh, I wasn't even bag. that excited last offseason because I was just hoping that they weren't going to you know be cheap or something again. I haven't felt like this this early in an offseason since the winter winter of 2015, like going into 2016. I was wow. I was jacked up for that offseason because I knew the Cubs were going to go and and play and play big, act big, like I've been saying the last month and a half here on the show while we watched the postseason and you know and everything that's played out this mm-hmm. month so far. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't have expectations for what he was going to say. I was just hoping that you know maybe we get some more clarity on like how the whole process went down, and then. Which point I, I don't really feel like we did, and that's fine. I don't really care in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, Craig Council, the moment he put on the jersey and then said, feels good, <laughs> I might watch that no less than a thousand more times before the end of the day. Like that was, that fired me up. And again, he, he said things that I think that the people in the, in the YouTube chat, people who are watching on Marquee on their TVs, whatever, I feel like, you should you should be fired up about this offseason and the 2024 season. So, yeah. Did he win the press conference, Ryan? As as a reporter, did he did he win the press <laughs> conference and does it matter? Well, I don't think he's I don't think he lost it. Um I I having worked with Craig Council a little bit in previous role, like I I, I went into it knowing that like he's he's good with media, he's good with his words. He's obviously a good manager, but he's very good at you know, answering questions and, and you know, I don't want to say like, oh, making himself look good, but he's just like, he's, he's a great talker. He's insightful. And I think that came out, obviously, like it showed for people that didn't really, um, you know, Cubs fans that never watched a Craig Council press conference or anything like that. I think that was very clear as like how, like, oh, like this is, this guy's a good face of the team, face of the franchise, whatever. Um, I think a lot of what he said was genuine. Uh, I would agree. You know, we because we, when we talk about it, and and regardless of what our our chats and people that will say like, all oh, the Cubs aren't going to compete till twenty twenty six, that kind of stuff. Like, I think this whole time since we've been around, we've talked about like, even you know, March twenty twenty two when we launched, it's still like we kind of said like, it doesn't feel that far away from compete from being a competitive ball club. Do they have to make like major strides in development or on the market, whatever? Obviously, but like this is two seasons ago now that we said like it doesn't feel that far away and now we're here two two seasons later you know almost making the playoffs now they've hired one of the best managers in the game it doesn't feel that far away so when he says that like I I believe it I I believe when he's being genuine saying like it feels close um now obviously as as you said Cody they haven't done anything to improve the roster yet and (laughs) if if anything like they've lost they've (laughs) lost some free agents that now the roster is worse in a worse place now than it was um, you know, a month ago, right? When they had during the season. So obviously they have to do more than just sign Craig Council to be their new manager. But I think we sit here and like 
with when he talks about Jed's vision and why it sold him on on becoming the new Cubs manager, like all that is real. And, and to me, it it sounds it doesn't sound fake. It doesn't sound like just manager speak to 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 get the crowd behind him. Like it, it feels real to me. So yeah, they have they have a vision. They have to execute that vision. But when he says it feels close, I I sat I sat there and I believe it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Because because I felt I felt that same way. I felt that it's close or it feels close for a while now and how they go about getting to that finish line remains to be seen but it if they continue on the trajectory they're on like mm-hmm. saying it feels close doesn't it, it feels genuine it feels like yeah. he genuinely feels that way the word genuine really hits home with it because he openly said when there were certain questions asked if it, to him about you know how how are you going to bring your success from Milwaukee to the Cubs and all this stuff. Like he's, he's, or, or there was even one question when they were like, have you reached out to any players yet and mm-hmm. talked to them, uh, you know, to try to get to know them, whatever, introduce yourself to them. He's, I think he said something along the lines of like, he has started, but he's doing it slow because this whole process happens so fast. And I like that. He just openly admitted that, you know, he doesn't know a lot about the Cubs, and so he's—it's a learning process for him. He could have easily sat up there and, and, I guess, and lied or whatever. But the fact that he was transparent and open—I've sat on this set for two years and talked about how sometimes it feels like this organization just just puts a blank face up there and says shit and doesn't mean any of it. That—that that was one of the first times since this podcast has existed where I felt like. He was pretty transparent. He was yeah. very genuine and open to everyone. And that, to me, when it comes to these types of press conferences that are, you know, put on by the organization and everything, these are the kinds of this, – this press conference was one where I, I gen, genuinely sat there and was like, I can buy this. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to talk myself into this only to be hurt three or four months down the road. You know what I mean? Like – that that's probably my my other big takeaway from this was just it felt like he was like Ryan said genuine and just open to whatever is to come and he didn't deny the fact that he hasn't won in the postseason mm-hmm. you know when when people tried to kind of pump his tires with questions about like why are you so good like mm-hmm. what's made you so attractive like he didn't he didn't get sucked into it he was like I don't know well you know mm-hmm. like he didn't want to take any of the praise and it was. It did feel very genuine. Let's let's go ahead and listen to some of it. Uh, this is Craig Council, the 56th manager now in the history of the Chicago Cubs today at Wrigley Field. The connection to the people is what makes this thing go. Um, it's the connection to the staff. It's the connection to the players. It's the connection to the fans. And that is the challenge I have ahead of me. It's a big one. It takes time. Um, but it's the one that I have to get right. Um, as a, you know, as, as you go through this process, there's, there's, you know, when you're trying to just figure out life, really, um, there's, there's self-reflection, and you're, you're kind of trying to figure out what to do. And I think at some point over a, you know, really a pretty long time span, I just thought that a, a new challenge was where I had to push myself, um, and. Really, that's, you know, it's about growth, and it's about just trying to, like, push yourself to a place that you're not, you're not at right now, and that's, that's scary. Like, you know, I'm sitting up here, I'm a little scared. Um, I'm sitting up here, you're a little uncomfortable. But that's how you get to a better place, um, and that's how you push yourself as a person to a better place, I think, and that's how you create new relationships that are just more impactful. Um, and through through this process, that has already happened, and, and and that's another thing that just tells you this is this is right, man. This is the right this is the right thing going on here, and this is something that's really special. So that's um, that's been a big part of this for me. Um, from a baseball standpoint, you know, I think I saw quickly that like the organization is, is just in great health and. Like that, Jed presented a very compelling vision of that. Um, it is time to be a Cub, right? There is there is momentum happening here, um, and it feels close. And, and that means there's a really exciting future ahead of us. Um, 
and now it's my job to, to be part of taking us to taking us to the next level. All right, we'll hear more from Craig Council. Uh, Barb, we are back, by the way, live. Uh, that <laughs> Here's some things. I Again, I was mentioning that, like, he won me over. Council won me over from a, having been the Brewers guy, I was never a big fan. For no reason whatsoever. It's just one of those things. That was the Brewers manager. He was arguing against the Cubs. Didn't like the guy. Now, he puts on the Cubs jersey, but it was the things he said. My BS meter goes off faster than it did when I was 20. I just look at things a little more differently than I did 30 years ago. So is, does the BS meter ever go off in that? Yeah, well, sure. He's like, he's talking about the things that drew him in and, and, and Jed was aggressive and he brought us in. Well, yeah, he was aggressive with $8 million. Okay, that's the BS meter. Of course he's interested in the $8 million. But what Cody said is true. Everything else seemed genuine. You know, very little of it field rehearsed the guy admitted he was scared sitting there yeah and i love the fact he, he talks about momentum and something that they're building there what are the so what's he talking about he's not just talking about the farm system he's not just talking about oh i get to go work at wrigley field i believe he's talking about the type of people that the cubs are going about hiring whether it's players front office managers talent is one thing that's the number one thing that's why i want otani because he's got all the talent in the world. But what does the guy have in here? And you just type, not that this isn't David Ross. Stop compare. Let's just stop with the David yeah. Ross comparison. David Ross has moved on, and we'll get to more of that later. But this is about what's in here for this guy. He just left a very comfortable job in Milwaukee where he could have stayed forever, most likely. Yeah. And basically been appreciated. And, he, and been appreciated. And he didn't. He did the hard thing. He, he's talking about needing a challenge and Brewers fans are mad because they say, well, what challenge? You didn't win anything here. He just went in front of a media. That's 20 times what he sees in Milwaukee. He's going to feel the pressure of a big market team. He's going to feel the pressure of now working with a, a lineup and a roster that's loaded financially, hopefully at the end of this off season, he's going to walk into a firestorm and he realizes it. And he noticed it probably today, but he's willing to, Take the comfortability out of it and be like, mm. okay, I, I like my comfortable life in Milwaukee. Everything was good. But now I want to see what I'm made of. It's like a guy saying, I want to, I could stay here at AAA my entire life. Why not? I'm hitting 350. Mm. Or I could challenge myself the next level. I might fail, but that's how I'm going to be the best version of myself. Yeah. I love that. And they have gone about finding a way to gather people like Craig Council. You mentioned what's the last time you had somebody give a press conference where you felt like, oh, like this is genuine. For me, it was Dansby. Yeah. Dansby spoke, and I was like, this guy's not lying. He hates winning, or he hates losing, rather. <laughs> he hates winning. Well, he might hate winning. No. He hates losing, right? We heard that press yeah. conference. We're like, I believe 100% that this guy goes home after every loss and just wants to pound his head into a brick wall yeah. and will do everything. I feel that way about Council. I feel that way about Nico Horner. Mm -hmm. Um. I feel that way about Ian Happ. I feel that way about Justin Steele. But a lot of these guys share one thing. Kyle Hendricks. They're smart off the field, too. These guys, they're not just getting the dumb jock, mm -hmm. right? They're bringing in ball players who have talent and drive and intelligence. And in a, in a game that's moving at the speed that it is today, it seems like a smart combo to go with. Yeah. Well, and like you mentioned, Dansby, and that was the one when Cody said that, that's the one that popped in my head. It's like, it wasn't that long ago, right? It was a year ago. But like when Dansby spoke, it felt like, yeah, this guy really mm -hmm. does hate losing. And, you know, you mentioned Craig Council and again, not comparing David Ross to him, right? Like David Ross hated losing like that. Sure. That always came, they all do. came through. And like when he was pissed off after some losses, like you could tell like that, especially in 2022, like losses really ate at him. Um, so, like, that's not to uh, to say that David Ross didn't, but what's the difference between him and Craig Council? Whatever it is that Jed Hoyer appreciated more about what Craig Council does, or he, you know, he says that Craig Council was the very top of, like, managers, right? You can't, right. It's hard to rank them, but he believes that Craig Council was right at the top of the manager. So it wasn't like David Ross wasn't doing this. He didn't hate losing, or, yeah, he didn't hate losing enough or anything like that. It's just when they... You know, you, you, you compared David Ross to, to Craig Council, and Jed thought that Craig Council gave them the better chance to win. Now, 
and in the future. That, that, that having him leading the team made gave them a better shot in his mind at winning and winning consistently now and in the future. Yeah. Again, we'll see, we'll see whether this was the right <clears throat> decision, right? We'll see what happens with Craig Council at the helm. But when you talk about that new challenge, and that's something that he said a lot, was like, I just felt like I needed that new a new challenge, a new way to push myself, a new, all that kind of stuff. Again, to me, that came out as genuine. Like, obviously he didn't win in Milwaukee, right? He didn't win the World Series, so it's not like he had done everything he could possibly do in Milwaukee. But this is, it's a different market, it's a different organization, the resources are different, all that stuff. What can he do in a, in a different situation? How can he improve? How can he get better in a new situation? If he felt like he couldn't, challenge himself anymore in Milwaukee than what he can do in Chicago, than how he can be challenged in Chicago, then it makes sense to make a move like this. And, you know, again, money is going to play a factor, right? He's the highest paid. 40 million reasons. We high, get it. Yeah, highest paid manager ever. Like, it's hard to turn that kind of thing down. But as you said, he could have been in Milwaukee. Probably got, he wouldn't got paid that much, but he, from what I, what's been reported, like it wasn't that far off, right? Could have stayed in Milwaukee, been comfortable, maybe eventually won a World Series. Who knows, right? Like, they've, they've had good teams the last six, seven years. He could have stayed there and been really comfortable, or he could get uncomfortable, get himself a little scared, and go in Chicago and, and, you know, do this new venture, this new challenge. And I think outside of the money, like, that kind of stuff really did that. Once he saw the vision and agreed with it, like, that part of the job, a new challenge, really, that made it attractive for him to do. And so, yeah, he could have stayed in Milwaukee forever, probably been a manager there for a long time and been comfortable, but now he's got a, a different challenge. And I'm not even going to say it's a harder challenge. It's a different challenge as a, as a manager. So, um, and that's a way that he talked about that I believe is a, a new way to push himself and challenge himself as a, to be a better manager and potentially win a world series, you know, long story short, he's just bored in Milwaukee to me. So, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's pretty telling whenever you have all that success with those rosters that he took. And sure, they had some talent. They have talent that's there, right? Uh, but they, we said it every year going in. You always felt like you had a chance against Milwaukee because they would never take their team over the top because they don't have the resources or because they didn't, you know, make that one move that maybe perhaps would have put them over the top. Maybe they overexceeded some of their expectations because of Christian Yelich's MVP part of his um, you know tenure with the Brewers whatever but now you're with an organization that has shown that they will when when they feel like they're ready they will use those quote-unquote resources to put the team over the top and so I think when you're talking about he needs that new challenge it's like okay what can I do with a organization that is going to go above and beyond to try and put a winning roster out there right like can I be that guy can I still be that, that guy yeah. with that and yeah obviously we're gonna see the more I think about it it's like okay he was able to take all these no-name guys in Milwaukee that's not named Christian Yelich or William Contreras and put together a division winner and I guess Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, whatever. Those four guys. Josh Hader and Devin Williams. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. You were able to take less than 10 guys that I, that, like, outside of those guys and a bunch of no-names that no one has ever heard of or has ever thought were elite players. You were able to take all those guys and make yourself a contending team, at least a, a division contending team year in and year out for not one, not two, multiple years. You, you take a guy who, who could put the guys in the right situation time after time after time, get the guys to play their best baseball in September, time after time after time, and you take that guy who was able to do all that and put him with the Cubs who will attract high-end free agents on top of having a top-five farm system, on top of having already really good players on their team, and as we said, are on the rise, it makes you want to dream a little bit, man. <laughs> it makes you want to dream a little bit. And, again, they have a lot to do this offseason. This team isn't – this is still a fringe playoff team. Maybe not a playoff team right now considering Cody Bellinger is technically not on this roster. But to see 
how this offseason started with him and to see what he's done in the past. You put that on this and this type of market, this type of organization that has shown in the past that they will go above and beyond when they feel necessary to go over the top and try and win a World Series, not trading your number one closer at the deadline when you're in first place. Like, the sky is the limit with the, this guy as the manager of this organization, man. I, I firmly believe that, and I've believed that since the moment I said that they should at least give the guy a call. Like, I always, I firmly believe that he, if he was the manager of this team last season, I feel like he would have added a few more wins just based off managerial decisions alone. Like, I, I feel like if, if this team really does go all in, you know, the odds of them getting all these dudes that we've talked about, like... You give this guy this on top of the managerial skills that he has and is proven, like October baseball isn't going to be something we sit here and laugh about next no. year. He yeah. wants the added pressure of Chicago. Yeah, managing at Wrigley comes with more pressure than managing in Milwaukee. That's just—it's undeniable. You can't—you can't tell me it isn't. It's—it's it's a bigger job. It's a bigger market. Bigger scrutiny. All of it. So when you fail, the fail is worse, all of it. So he wants that pressure, and he, he talked about Jed being aggressive. That's the other part that grabs your attention. Jed was really aggressive with this. So what does he mean by aggressive? Well, $40 million was aggressive, obviously. You know, that right. was, some people would say, too aggressive. But that's debatable. Does he know what their offseason plan is? He has to. He has if to. Jed's being aggressive, Jed had to lay this out and be like, all right, Am I about to tell a guy that could potentially be going back to Milwaukee what my game plan is for this offseason? If I want him, I better yeah. do it. Well, that's yeah, that's the other thing. Is like that's, he, the, that's another dangerous yeah. move by Jed. Like, he had to think to himself, this guy's not going to come here unless I'm totally honest with him and unless I'm aggressive with him. Yeah. So did Jed say to him, listen, man, we're, I don't know if we're getting Otani, but we're ready to spend for Otani. Yeah. Well, it's like what or whoever. What, what could he? It was like what could he keep close to the vest or not? Because like you That's said, right. like this is a guy who'd been courted by teams for the last month. Like he had, this is the first initial meeting. Like he had to sell him on the job very quickly, but also just like in case he doesn't buy it or doesn't go in. Like how much can you actually reveal to him? You know. Here's um, what I think. This is what I think. I think when he says aggressive, he can say things to him like. We will be a player in Shohei Otani. That's honest, and that will open the manager's eyes because he knows even if he went back to Milwaukee, the Brewers aren't a player for Shohei Otani anyway. So he can say to him, we're going to be a player. I don't know if we're getting him, but I'm going to do my damnedest. I've got a plan. We almost landed him the first time. People don't think we're going to get him. You wait and see if I don't go get him. That's one way he can go about doing it. Then he can pitch the farm system and say, Go ahead and look. Anybody tells you we're top five farm system now. But you know yeah. what? You're going to get some of those young guys, and it'll be your job to develop them into major leaguers just like you did at Milwaukee. But don't forget they aren't prospects, and I will not be afraid to move those prospects mm. for big league stars. Now, that's something that would open. That's, the, that's what I would think a manager would hear as aggressive. I'm not just going to do it the cheap way. We're not going to gut the farm system, yeah. but I'm not going to over overvalue those prospects either because I heard him on the radio later actually it was Carter Hawkins talking about the hardest thing to do is get those prospects from double a AA and triple a into the majors man it's just and then be successful and council was talking about how Greg Maddox was bad his first year it doesn't happen overnight so I, I think some aggressive things were said now we hope that in the next month what Craig council heard whatever he heard from Jed Hoyer we hope that we hear those things and see those things in person. Because if we do, the Cubs are going to be a real player in 2024. Fair? Yeah, fair. Absolutely. Got a yeah. couple of super chats. Yeah, oh, let's do the super chats. I, uh, oh, the, the setup, setup man. man. 999. Ryan Ooh. being around the team and media, have you heard any whispers about current former Brewers being possible targets now? Mm. Burns, Hater, um, blah, blah, blah. S like specific rumor I mean like you see what's out there like as far as like oh could the Cubs go and get Josh Hader right like or I've I've said like Corbin Burns if he's really on like the trade block from Milwaukee like I don't know how 
<laughs> easy it would be for the Cubs to get him from Milwaukee, but like that would be a a starter that they could and should target if it's possible. Now, as we talked about last week, I don't see the Josh Hader. I don't see Josh, the Cubs going out and spending that the money on Josh Hader, given the history of how they've been building their bullpens. Um, and yeah, like Corbin Burns, that might that might be even harder now after Craig Council has uh, joined the Cubs. Now, specifically, no, um, with current or former Brewers, but like you know, the hot stove really hasn't heated up yet. Anyway, like that won't probably won't get start to get really hot for another maybe, couple weeks till we show up. Maybe yeah, the winter maybe, maybe a realistic. But like so one. so yeah, no. To answer the question, um, no specific rumors, but we have obviously there's there's chatter and there's. Um, hypotheticals thrown out there that we've seen, but I, mm-hmm. nothing specifically. No. Look at May- Chris. Maybe a realistic one would be Andrew Chafin, reliever, lefty. Sure. Thinking too small. There you go. All right. Thinking too small. <laughs> I, I am thinking. Chris too small. is always thinking big with the super chat. Forty nine ninety nine. Oh yeah. Stucky Stuck- off what you said. Sorry. Go ahead. You want to read? Oh, I can read it. Okay. Yeah, you read Stucky it. off of what you said about Dansby. I bet everyone in the clubhouse isn't disagreeing with this move. Yes, some probably like Rossi, but this is a winning move. I bet Dansby is stoked. Wasn't here much last week because class loaf. Uh, I don't know what that stands for. <laughs> uh, Cody, Cody's too old for that. Sorry, too old. Here you got it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know either. Okay. So it's not just like it's not just an old urban thing. dictionary. Right. I'll be Googling it. Loaf afterwards. on my part. I don't know what L-O-F-A-F means. I'm getting I think, I think A-F means <laughs> A-F. Uh-huh. I don't know what L-O yeah, means. What L-O I don't know. Is I don't know. Something, something, Lack A-F. of actual facts on my part. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Chris, never. Chris is a five-star guy. Absolutely. Five-star five star guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, guaranteed there are players that are upset because there's friends Probably. there. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee there are some that are in there saying, this is the this is the the energy boost we need. Yeah. Yeah. I can play for that guy. Well, here's yeah. the thing is, that, and then, like, as we've talked about, like, Dansby, he's a guy that, really wants to win. He really, really wants to win. And there's a lot of those guys in that clubhouse. So I think there, I, I would, I would assume there's probably initial shock, right? And initial, yes. like, why, like we, they, they liked, again, we've talked about, it. they liked Ross, they liked playing for him, all that good stuff. But then when you sit back and, and if you're, if you're a player, you sit back and like you said, it's like, this is a winning move. This is a move to get one of the best managers in baseball. It's not personal. Like it's, it's part of the business, right? I, I think players, especially the ones that we that we know like they they just really want to win that's it they just want to win we'll probably be upset because they did like David Ross but I think they can also see the side of like if this is a move if this is the best way possible to 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 win if this is the best way we can improve right now to to be winning I think players can accept that uh loaf lack of freaking effort there we go ah. did not L O F E. Nice. Okay. Isaac for five bucks. Craig's honesty is what Bears fans wish yes. Fluce had. Yes. You're saying you're 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 pounding it right on right on the nail. Right, right on the head. Love it. Easier easier and easier to feel proud and that we are finally acting like a big league team. Heart emoji it. So love it. Okay. Uh yeah, I appreciate that, Isaac. I and like that's kind of like my thinking is and it goes back to just how I feel about a lot of teams in this city. Like it's not just the Bears, the the the, the Bulls do this too, and uh, I'm sure I could ask my good friend Sean Anderson at CHO White Sox how how he feels about the front office and basically all the stuff that they don't tell them too as well, or as far as being transparent. So, um, yeah, it was a it's a breath of fresh air, right? Uh, Fernando, welcome, welcome Fernando. I we always appreciate you. Dollar ninety nine. When is Cubs CHO? Going to sit down with council interview. Ryan, you gonna ask well, him? We'll, we'll see if I can. Work. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can work my magic on that one. Uh, yeah, hopefully soon. I mean, if we can get Joe Madden on here like we did last offseason, Craig Council should be possible, right? We'll see. And we got Ben Zobers. I'm a mean, World Series MVP. So just tell him about the beer bats. Yeah, yeah seriously. Probably tell him about the so, beer well, he, again. We'll talk about the softball championship. Ah, yeah, wow, I really right. Hey, I really yeah. want to be around winning. Like, yeah. can I that's it. Cup? Yeah. Can that's right. Just, like, you so, want to know what winners look like? Come on over to our place. Yeah. We'll show you our. Trophy we're case. currently the, the we're currently the, the 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 champion team of the city, right? Yeah, as so, I'm saying, the most recent city's champions. Yep. Yeah, city of champions. Uh, four ninety nine from Kevin. I don't want to say your last name wrong. We have discussed this before. Why I won't try and say it. 
Uh, did you see the Ozzy take on 670 this morning? I've on seen Council? people yes. talk about it. I don't know what it I was. So Ozzy went on the score. Ozzy Guillen. Ozzy Guillen, okay. yeah, went on the score and said, they asked him, do you think uh, Council's an upgrade over Ross? And he went, no. <laughs> no. If you don't have a ring, it's not an upgrade. You're just another guy that doesn't have a ring. Okay. Basically is what he's saying. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't have a ring, a it's ring. not an upgrade. Until you've won the ring, mm-hmm. then it's it's not an upgrade. Now, obviously, I've Ozzy has a ring, so that would be... That's why he's going to say that. And also, if you're, anybody else is looking to hire a manager... Now, he may 100% believe that, which yeah. would make sense. But also, you know, if you're anybody going to hire anybody out there and you want to really have an upgrade, then you should hire somebody with a ring. Mm-hmm. Right, that would make sense, too. So, um, I, let me put it this way. When they hired Pedro Gafral, I don't know that he was out there talking about what a massive upgrade that was, but, like, <laughs> it was... I think and even just, that was not an upgrade. He's, he's just playing his role of the heel. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's fine. You it's want, okay. He's the only guy from, like, part of the White Sox that, while in some, t- in, in some aspects annoys me, I also kind of like it because it, 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 he does give that little bit of edge to get that rivalry going, even though I feel like it's, yes. it's a dumb rivalry that only people right. who grew up here care about. But it, I, I respect it. It was it, It's fine if he, if he genuinely believes that. I, I I don't feel like he really feels that. I think he's just saying it as part of his own bit. <laughs> Thank you for all the super chats. We appreciate it. Best way to enjoy the CHGO experience. Make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. And that way you don't miss any of the shows. You can watch them right here live on YouTube. And you can be part of the live chat. We'll read your comments, your super chats, all those things. Absolutely. Cody, uh, you had a very successful weekend with the gambles, as they say. On the books. On the books. Specifically, Circus Sportsbook, where you make your money. Yeah. Cody makes money doing this, folks. We're all sitting here. We're all getting paid. But Cody, he's got a second salary coming in, and it's called gambling. (laughs) And he did very well. Let's just say he's going on vacation this week. He's flying first class. Yeah, I'm going on vacation this week about $700 richer. Oh, hey-oh. Nice all thanks to Circus Sportsbook. You know, outside of just my own winnings, uh, the odds for the Cubs to win the World Series right now, probably oh. the best you could get them if you want to actually place the bet. Like someone tagged me on Twitter this week, um, and I, I'm, I'm putting it out there because the thought process is to bet them to win the World Series right now is probably a good time because they haven't made moves yet so if you're making the bet then you're betting that they're going to go get a Otani bring Bellinger back maybe trade for Soto sign Yamamoto whatever either way you feel like the team's going to be significantly better next year perhaps and in a, a, a favorite in the NL to at least win the division maybe they get hot win the World Series I don't know but the odds right now are as good as you're going to get them you can do that on Circa you know uh three reasons why I like Circa the tight money line splits. Games will strive to be minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Uh, Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. And they encourage bettors to download and explore other sports betting apps available to compare the lines. And let me tell you, I was having, I I, I had a good week in general and I, on, on another book and I noticed that they, they didn't give me, you know, uh, they took away some of my, my possibilities on, you know, making more money, uh, because I was, I was taking their money. So, uh, Circa is, is not wrong about that, but they don't do that. So that's one reason why I really like them. And finally, they're, Customer service is second to none. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sports book at Circus Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circus Sports at Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois-app <laughs> to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. Uh, we had an event last week. Brian Erlacher was there. I met him. It was really fun. Uh, and the Bears didn't ruin my Thursday, so shout out to them. There you go. If you yeah, or someone you know nice. may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Hey, Midtown Athletic Club, you want to get in shape for the winter? You want to have a good time? Play a little tennis maybe, just go hang out at the coolest, hippest club in the entire world maybe? 
That's the place to go. They got four locations around the Chicagoland area. Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn on the north shore, Willowbrook in the south suburbs, southwest suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel right in the middle of Bucktown. Listen, the, the Midtown Palatine location just launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club. It's going to be complete in early 2024, so right now listeners can lock in favorable rates if you join before the end of the yep. year. So you join now, sure, they got a little dust going on around there, but then you reap the benefits in 2024 with your nice membership deal at the lower rates. Mm-hmm. Uh They've got something for everybody. If you're single, that's the place to go. You got family, you got kids, place to go. You like holistic wellness, that's the place to go. You want to be the tennis courts, best tennis courts in the area connected to the USTA like Mark Harmon, that's the place to go. (laughs) There you go. Okay? Super luxury locker rooms. What are we talking about? Hot towels. Oh, Right, that's yeah. hot towels. you think luxury. You think oh, lots of towels. I love you hot to, towels. I, I, had, I used to go to a gym Amazing. here in the city, and it was nothing but towels. The people would just put towels on themselves. Towel, 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 towel. That's luxury. You get towels everywhere, indoor, <laughs> outdoor pools, hot tubs, <laughs> you name it. And yeah, if you want to work out, you can do that too. They've got cross training, group exercise, boxing, spin, cycling, yoga, high intensity interval training. Hit. Head over to midtown.com slash chgo find out more and tour the midtown athletic club nearest you this is screaming ryan herrera oh you want to get out of your comfort zone oh yeah you want to get over three you want to bench over 300 herrera get to midtown athletic club you got to get out of your comfort zone they're going to push you to the next level i i am looking forward to signing up with midtown you and steven it's right down you compete that's right you compete but midtown's going to take you me and ryan were in a zoom meeting with the people at midtown last week and it is confirmed that mike talkman goes to their one in palatine (laughs) bingo (laughs) so bingo so maybe they want to hook me up with that membership in palatine i'll Palatine, Arlington Heights are neighbors. Yeah, you got two. I'm excited to go, and that basketball courts too. I've been trying to like looking for a pool. I've been trying to hoop for two years living in this city, like on a nice court. They're not everywhere, but Midtown. Yeah, Midtown. Midtown's got it. Yeah. Uh, All right. So again, Craig Council introduced at Wrigley Field today. (laughs) It is the Craig Council Day here at CHGO. Happy holiday to everyone. Um, Let's hear Sarah him talking about David Ross because, of course. It's a touchy subject because council left Milwaukee. People in Milwaukee are mad. Some people in Chicago are mad that Ross is out and that they took the Milwaukee manager. Um, But it sounds like the two of them are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, look, David is a very good man. Um, You know, David texted me probably before the news broke here. Um, And and I called him back immediately. we had a, what I think is a very good conversation um, that, that gave me, I've always had great respect for David, that gave me the ultimate respect for David, uh, the way he handled the conversation. So um, this is a, you know, part of this business is really difficult, and it's really cutthroat. And as a player, I've lived it, David's lived it, um, every player lives it every day. Um, but. Um, I respect the heck out of Dave Ross. Wow, so he actually had a, a conversation yeah. with him. Uh, yeah. what, did, what did you make of that whole interaction? Again, when I say genuine, like I think, like that's got to be hard, right? When you're like just baseball, like the fraternity of baseball, especially but then you go, you go just managers. Right? There's 30, 30 of those jobs. Like they don't, I'm not saying Craig Council, David Ross were ever best friends or anything, but like, former players turn managers like there's there's a little level of respect there at least just based on the job and so like Craig Council so quickly being offered like David Ross's job while David Ross still has the job like that as much as he wanted this job right as much as Craig Council probably wanted this job that also probably like weighed on him a little bit it's like I'm taking this guy's job a guy that I respect um and so obviously he went through with it and you know, David Ross, we, we, he had some comments from a, a newspaper down in Tallahassee mm-hmm. um, last week. Um, but now this is the first time we've heard that, like, he had he reached out to Craig Council. Craig Council said uh, it may have even been before the news broke for us. So, like, it was, a very, it was very early on. It was over a week ago. And David Ross, both in his comments to the, I think it's the Tallahassee Democrat, something like that. Yeah. Um, and to what 
Craig Council told us today, took the high road. He could have he could have been bitter. He could have been mad. Could not have reached out to Craig Council. And would anyone blame him? I wouldn't. Right? If he was mad about no. it, I wouldn't blame him. Like he yeah. literally got replaced while he still had the job. But I think have no knowing David Ross, knowing who he, who he is. As a human being, like, did he want to lose his job? No. But was he going to be gracious in the exit? I think that's David Ross. Like, David Ross is a good dude. So to hear that he reached out to Craig Council and they had a good conversation and David Ross handled things the wrong or the right way, that doesn't surprise me. And I, so I understand where Craig says, like, I've always had respect for him, but now I have the ultimate respect for him. Like, that, mm. to, to, to see that the way David Ross reacted to it when he could have had a completely different reaction and no one would have blamed him. I think this, to Craig, like that might, that may have even given him a little more relief in that. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I, he's probably pissed that I took his job, but at least we can have a, a good adult conversation about it. You know, I think that like, I, for me, like if I'm yeah. taking someone's job, I, that would weigh on me a little bit, especially if oh, it's yeah. a guy I had respect if, for. So I think that that helped Craig counsel a little bit too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe counsel said that David Ross reached out to him. Yeah. That's what I said. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't remember. Uh, but the fact that David Ross reached out to him to, you yeah. know, I guess tell him, you know, I, 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 mean, I assume in some fraction wished him well or whatever, but also, you know, just, I don't know. They just, there was obviously going to be tension there if they didn't mm-hmm. talk. And the fact that he, like Ryan said, took the high road, I think says a lot about the kind of person that David Ross is. Because uh, we've seen over the years here with guys who have come and gone, and there been there been some uh, you know hard feelings that didn't get resolved or whatever. Uh, you know, I I would say I I tweeted this over the weekend after that article from the newspaper in Florida came out. I couldn't have done what David Ross did. Like personally, me, take the high road. I wouldn't. I, I'm too big. I'm too petty. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm too. You're right. I. I. I have. I hold too many grudges. There. There is no possible way that I could have done what David Ross did. Now, I'm not going to be paid to millions of dollars to sit at home and do nothing next year, in in any of these other scenarios that possibly could happen mm-hmm. to me. But. I'm like I just think from the human standpoint of it, I don't think I could have done what David Ross did. So, not only does that, I mean, I always had respect for David Ross anyway, but I think I, even I have a little bit more respect for David Ross than I already did. Um, and for him to take the high road, I, it keeps him in good graces with the organization. And I think in some ways, I think he always wanted that because at the end of the day, he's still part of one of the you know. He, not one of the biggest success story in the in the Cubs history, uh, in modern day at least, at the very least. No one remembers 07 and 08 anymore. Back 108 years ago or whatever, however many long years it's been. But you know what I'm saying? Like he was part of something so special here that I think at the end of the day he thought about you know how he wanted to say things publicly. He probably feels completely different behind behind closed doors, but. That again, I don't think I could have even mm, been that way publicly. Yeah. So, I I think from a fan standpoint, at least looking on this, you know, it I I commend him a lot for not only reaching out to council, but you know, taking the high road not just once but twice in terms of what we've read public mm-hmm. or heard or read publicly now. Um, so I I am glad to see that he's choosing to want to still remain in good graces with the organization. Nobody, nobody would be blaming him for taking and the low I, yeah, road. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, no, I wouldn't nobody blame would. him. No. Even, if you, even if you think it was the right move, nobody would blame mm-hmm. him for being angry. And by the way, also credited to David Ross for the reports that he told the Yankees, nah, I don't want your bench coach job. <laughs> <laughs> he wants I'll, to I'll take my millions from the Cubs, and if another manager job comes along, that's what I want. I don't need to be your second guy. Yeah, what, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, he wants to manage. Like, that, that, yeah. that after the playing career, like, that's what he wanted to do. Obviously, spent a few years doing a couple other things, but he wants to manage. He wanted to manage. He still wants to manage. So, of course, losing the job is going to hurt, right? right? Especially for the uh, an organization that – you know, you, you were a big part of for a little while. Um, you know, you, you, his relationship with Jed, again, like another relationship that we know is genuine um, because Jed had been around him for so long, whether that was as a player, as the manager, as a special assistant, whatever it is, like him and Jed have developed a relationship over the last 10-something years, right? So, like that, 
it could not. Well, it couldn't have been easy for the for Jed's side. Couldn't have been easy for David Ross's side. Again, I don't think it was it was very easy for Craig Council knowing that it was David Ross's job at that moment. But like I said, um, yeah, like it would have been very easy for him to not take the high road. So to see that he did that, uh, that's just like that's that's to me that's David Ross. Just that's how that's the kind of thing. I would expect him to do is take that high road. So yeah, but like we've also like commend him for doing that when it would have been very easy for him not to. Cause that's tough, right. man. That's, that's, I guarantee you that's tough to hear that. It's right. good for his next employer. It's something sure. his next employer will look at and say, well, that's a face of a franchise that was willing to do that yeah. in that moment. Well, and then if you, I also, get that. you also think about it, like I think I, it would have been Monday when Jed went out there to, to tell David Ross the news in person. So, and then what, by like 1230 is when that news, like before our show even started that mm-hmm. day. So there wasn't a whole lot of time for David Ross to process that, right? No. Like there was a few hours maybe. To that process was a that. snap decision to call him. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is like he, he took whatever time he needed to do to process it, but then very quickly reached out to Craig and I assume like wished him luck and, and had a nice conversation with him. So I think that's, yeah, that, that, that too, that's like just the timing wise, like how quickly he would have had to reach out and, and talk about that i think that's yeah that was that was nice to see and nice to hear that david ross was was doing that very admirable uh also very admirable is getting your new flooring with empire today (laughs) if you're gonna do it do it the right way and that's what david ross has shown us empire today you shop at home with convenience you get the right product for your needs quick professional installation and a low price guarantee empire today is the best place to get your new flooring so of course there's some copycats out there but they won't promise you the lowest price because anyone who does that's putting that flooring in your home they just couldn't put it in theirs so basically they're taking out all the junk all the samples that are out there that they know are like yeah that one's just kind of okay it's cheaper it's okay no 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 they're eliminating it and they're saying, okay, these are the good samples. This is what you want to choose from. They also have the virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see the new floors and how they're going to look in any space. You just snap a picture and instantly see how those new floors will look in your room. And you could shop at the big box store, but that can be frustrating because you might be talking to a guy who was working in plumbing yesterday, and now he's trying to sell you, uh, you know, lux- high luxury vinyl flooring. It's like, well, what does this guy know? He was over there selling toilets two days ago. Now he's trying to sell me carpet or flooring. Doesn't happen over at Empire because flooring is all they do. They pride themselves as a convenient shop at home service. They service their own warranties. And if an issue arises, all you have to do is call Empire. They service all their warranties themselves so you don't have to track down that manufacturer's phone number. Schedule free home in estimate today. All listeners can receive, wait for it, $350 off. What a discount. $350 off when you use the promo code CHGO. Burn it into your brain. CHGO gets you $350 off. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. And nothing goes better than getting your floors redone than drinking a nice cold Goose Island beer. Am I right, Cody? You know. While getting your floors done. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Are you uh, sitting there watching them fix your yeah. floor while That's also right. drinking a beer? Yep. yep. There you go. Uh, yeah. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO. It's been Chicago's beer since 1988. I'm telling you, like, Craig Council must have looked, like, when he was going, because, you know, he lived in Milwaukee. He didn't live that far from Chicago. A lot of beers. But he, he probably saw that beer roster. He's like, I need to be in Chicago That's ASAP. Right. Right, mm. they got the Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug Family, three one two Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Pills. Cody, tell everyone what you like to chug and the beer bet. The Full Pocket, the full pills. pocket yeah. pills, smooth, smooth, smooth. Um, grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. When I met Brian Erlacher at the Circa event. AKA or slash bears watch party. Um, he, he told me first thing he told me was, nice I love, love your Cubs shoes. Podcast. Yeah, no, oh, he told right, me damn. he loved the shoes. Damn. He brags told him that I did the Cubs podcast and then he made a joke about the Cubs. So I don't think he's a Cubs fan, hmm. um, jerk. but, uh, yeah, he, he told me I had nice shoes and then he pointed out, Oh, you're drinking goose Island. You're a good dude. And I was like, you bet your ass I am. <laughs> and I just won 700 on Circa Sportsbook. Yeah. I like them apples, Erlacher. And I joined just because I see your face on it. Credit to you. 
Credit Don't to Don't let the facts get in the way of the good story. Credit to Brian Erlock. Yeah. <laughs> so we got uh, we got another uh, we got a watch party coming up. I think right? we have one this weekend, right? Yeah, Gus's Sunday is game? it Gus's bar? Someplace in uh, Oaklawn. Uh, I think that's what it's at. Oaklawn Uncle Bud's watch party. Uh, Uncle Bud's. Uncle Bud's. Huh? Laws Laws Slow. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. You Let's know what's go. great about our watch parties and all the tailgates that we've had? It's like they come out so often now. We're we're reaching out to everybody to create the you know the big family. Mm-hmm. It's like one comes out every day, and it's like I can't keep track of them. Mm-hmm. We're we're at Buds. We're we're in Oak Lawn. We're we're out here. We're, we're at the Joe's. tailgate. We're wait till Cubs season gets here. Oh. oh my God. We're tipping them back with counsel at Goose Island bars left and right. <laughs> I dream about it, man. Dreaming. When dreamed, Cody starts you, doing beer bats with the manager of the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> oh, man. Good it's luck. New Instagram profile. Good luck. How many more days until opening day? Ugh. All right. Goose Island. Chicago's beer, right? Oh, yeah. Chicago's beer. Uh, so Ryan was at the press conference, and, you know, he asked a very important question at the end re- regarding relationships with Jed Hoyer. I don't know if that's part of the question we have, but do we at least have the answer here, Sarah? Well, yeah. Let's listen to that real quick. This is CHGO's. Ryan Herrera. CHGOs. CHGOs. CHGO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, it's, it's always, you know, there's, there's, what's fun about this is that there's like a workplace dynamic, right? And you start to learn personalities and you start to learn, you start to learn how to communicate with each other and how to get things done, how to push a button sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like, because that's what you need to do. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got my early read on that kind of like in, in my head. Uh, and that's helpful, man. That's, that's how we're going to communicate together. And that's how we make progress. And, and that's how, like, I push Jed and he pushes me and Carter pushes me. Um, and so that's, that's the fun part about this, kind of getting to know each other, feel each other out, test each other. Um, that, that's awesome, man. I, I love that part of it. And because you can these early conversations, you learn so much, uh, and you and you learn so much about each other, um, and you and you find places where we you find places where you can make each other better, um, and, and I think that's that's a big part about I think what Jed would tell you about what this partnership is about is how we can make each other better, um, and it's a part you look forward to. Well, we hope they work uh, well together. Again, that was a question asked by CHGO's Ryan Herrera. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Maybe the best question at a press conference. <laughs> people are saying. People are saying. Not us, but some people. I, yeah. think, uh, I think that's important, right? It's like, they both talked about, Craig didn't, Craig talked about he didn't really know Jed prior to meeting him a week ago or, you know, whenever it was. Right. 11 days ago, however long ago it's been. And Jed has talked about, like, yeah, like, we didn't really know each other. We've appreciated him from afar, but just there are very few and far in between meeting each other, didn't know each other. So it's like he committed to taking this job um, and very quickly it turns out and or like the process played out and is committing to this relationship with a guy he doesn't, he didn't really know. So I think it's important to hear his perspective on like how, number just one, like, what do you think? Like, what do you think of Jed? But also like, how do you see this partnership with Jed and with Carter? And how do you see that playing out? Because like now he's, he's part of the process now. Like Jed can lay out the, the whatever, about his plan that he did um, to get Craig to want to sign with the Cubs. Like, he could lay out that plan, but now Craig Council is a part of it. Craig Council is going to be in some meetings, and, and he's going to be – some of those decisions, he's going to have some feedback in there um, because now he's part of this process of executing this vision. So it's not just Jed or Carter anymore. Like, Craig Council is there too. And so he needs to obviously feel like – even though they're, they're obviously still feeling each other out, as he said – he needs to feel like he's getting more comfortable working with these guys and being a part of those meetings or, or discussions or whatever because whether this plan that they have works out or not, like I think, I think we can kind of say like Craig Council is now kind of tied to Jed Hoyer. Mm-hmm. And so if Jed Hoyer, if his plan fails, like Craig Council is going to – he's going to have to take some of that blame too if it fails. If it ultimately fails, he's part of the process now. So you have to make sure that you're 
<laughs> you have to make sure that you like the guy you're working for, right? And what the guys that you're going to be trying to execute this plan together. I think that's that's an important to get some insight in how he views it, how he views himself working with those two guys, and then obviously the rest of the front office too, and making this plan work. He talked about uh, one of the things that drew him to the job that Jed Hoyer pitched him on was there's three ways to attack the problem, as he put it, right? Losing baseball. How do you attack it? How do you get to be the champion team? Three ways to attack it. So what are they? Free agency, spending big money. That's one. Didn't necessarily have that as much in Milwaukee. Developing your own young players, the farm system that's here, or trading for players. So three ways to attack it this offseason. He says it's time to be a Cub. When he said it's time to be a Cub, I pictured Shohei showing up and putting on that jersey and saying, it's time to be a Cub. The same press conference, it's time to be a Cub. And then in the background was this vision of the angel Cody Del Mendo floating around, <laughs> chugging beer bats in the background. And there were stars and there were other angels floating around. And there were championships. That's what I started to see. And then I thought, wait a minute. It's Cody Bellinger putting the jersey back on too and saying, it's good to be a Cub again. And I thought, he's right. There's multiple ways to attack this bringing guys back. It, maybe it's PCA putting on that jersey for the first time for real on opening day and being there on opening day and being the center fielder. I don't know what the lineup looks like, but I think he set the stage for what the Cubs need to do this offseason. Think big. They already did it once with the manager. He's the first one to say it's time to be a Cub. Who's next? Yeah. Who's the next guy on that list? Yeah. When you said that, the first image that popped in my head is like Cody as like Cupid, like a diaper and the shooting arrows. an arrow at Shohei. Yeah. <laughs> Cody shooting the arrow at Bellinger. He's just like behind him. It wasn't in a diaper, although he doesn't wear pants to the show sometimes. And then they go on a 10 game winning streak. According to the chat. According to the chat. Yes, that's right. All right. But am I, that's it, only according to the chat. All right. But am I wrong? Like he, he talks no. about it's that's what he wants. Yeah. It, it feels close. You know what feels close? It feels a lot closer when Shohei's on the roster. Feels a lot closer when Bellinger's on the roster. Mm -hmm. Feels a lot closer when you sign Yamamoto this offseason. Yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Think big, baby. Been, been preaching it for the last month and a half, man. Uh, I, the fact, I, we haven't really mentioned this either. The fact that Jed Hoyer, you know, talked him, convinced him mm -hmm. into what the future could be here. Mm -hmm. Says a lot about him and his position because two years ago, I don't know if we could have sat here and said that we were confident that Jed Hoyer could lure in big free agents or, you know, a land a, a, a signing of a manager like this, whatever. Obviously, he hasn't signed Shohei yet or Trey for Juan Soto, whatever. Like, he hasn't made the biggest move possible in, in the franchise's history. Uh, he's made good moves. He signed Dansby last year. Uh, and then right now, it looks like it's been it, – it, it's looked like a, a great move, right? Uh, but I think you have to give Jed a lot of credit for getting, like, getting to this position because, again, two years ago, I don't think a lot of Cubs fans – we're confident that Jed could be a good talker to like convince people that couldn't be a good enough Cubs salesman are, without, yeah. without Theo. Right. That and the fact that how the Cubs were acting at the time and how he was perceiving that, Oh, we're not going to give out big contracts like long, like 10 year deals and, and this type of stuff. And sure. I still don't think the Cubs are going to give out a 10 year deal, but all I'm saying is, is that, Jed did something that a lot of fans didn't think that he could do. And, you know, I think with his relationship that he was just talking about with him, with uh, with Jed and Carter, uh, it's it's very important. Like I, obviously, they will butt heads uh, on certain things, but I think when it comes to those three and how they communicate and all of that, it's, all, it's not starting at the top because at the top it's ownership and how they want to act and how much they want to invest into the team. But when it comes to, like, baseball, the mm -hmm. baseball department in general, those three, it's like those all three of them have to be on the same page and understand where they want to go. And based off what he said, I think it's off to a good start. They don't know each other very well yet, but they have all offseason to get, to get on that, to – 
to work on that and become, you know, good work, a, a work, a good work companionship or whatever. We're good in the workplace. I don't know, but work, working relationship, working there relationship. You there, you there you go. That's and, it. And we'll so eventually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident that they'll get there. They've shown that they can do that with other guys in the past. So, uh, yeah, this is again. He's that the way he answered that question. You have to feel good if you're a Cubs fan, just because, you know, the fact that they openly said, "Yeah, we didn't, we didn't know him that well, but you know, we're gonna make it work." Like, all right, prove it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like now you got to go and prove it, right? Like the press yeah. conference was was good. Um, I think seeing like the chatter on Twitter, like people, fans were very happy with the press conference and the things that Craig Council had to say. Mm-hmm. But now it's all like, what do you do after this, right? Like you can't, the, the words aren't just going to be, like you're, you're not going to be good after that. You have to, whether that's Jed and Carter or Craig Council in games, like they all got to do something to make it work. And so like I said, they're working together in this. Like Jed and Carter are going to make the ultimate like roster decisions and whatever. And Craig Council is going to make in-game moves, lineup, whatever. Like, but they will, they will, be judged in concert with each other going forward so they have to be able to work in concert with each other and and make sure that from from now on november 13th to the next five years potentially how do you go from a good press conference to getting this team to the world series and winning a world series like that's that's what you have to do now now they're both jad carter the front office and craig council are now all intertwined in this process and, and executing this plan how do you go about and do it, and how do you do it successfully? Otherwise, you're all going to be judged together at the same time. Uh, whether you fail or whether you succeed, you're all going to be judged together now. And it's it's interesting. It was a different press conference, certainly different than Joe Madden, who was talking about doing shots and a beer in Hazleton. And, <laughs> and it was definitely different than David Ross having the swag of having been carried off on the shoulders of his championship teammates in 2016. Mm-hmm. This was a guy who doesn't have any of those things, Right. But I, I left it feeling just as confident as any other big move the Cubs have made. It, for some reason, it reminded me of being the managerial version of bringing in Dansby Swanson. The, the, got, the two guys just seem a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Like, really want to do it, really investigate, really think about what they're, how they're going to make themselves better at their craft on a daily basis. So we're going to find out. And, and hopefully we find out that the front office isn't done making big moves, that this isn't uh, just the peak of that. I have thought that one thing we could do here at CHGO to welcome in Craig Council as the new manager, the 56th in the history of the Chicago Cubs, would be to throw the CHGO diehard card at him. Just throw yeah. it at him. Just put it in the mailbox, send it over, 1060 Addison, and be like, here it is. There you go. And be like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> be like, hey, man, that's the CHGO diehard card. And he'd be like, what is it? It's the CHGO diehard card and you can get it by signing up to be a CHGO diehard. You'll get premium written content, all of it for the members at all CHGO.com. Craig, you'll also get 20% off all of our events. If you want to join our tailgates, takeovers, bingo, 20% off for Craig council. You get dope merch from all of our teams, 20% off all that dope merch all the time. Look at the sick drip we've got for our new lids. Four new hats to choose from this holiday season. Ryan's wearing one right now. Ryan's got one on right now. He's got it all turned around. He's going to show it to you. There's one of the four lids right there. Oh, yeah. Mine's still coming in the mail, so. And, Craig, you get a free shirt when you become a member, so you can pick out whatever one you might want. Maybe you want the meatball shirt from the Bears. Don't know. Whichever one you want. We'll ship it out to you. Members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, for when Craig wants to get advice from Gary and everybody else that's in the, the Discord. He's like, man, who should I bat third tomorrow? Reach out to the Discord. I guarantee there's going to be some opinions out there for what you might want to do. Absolutely. And don't forget, Craig, don't forget that watch party coming up the 19th, Uncle Bud's in Oak Lawn. But we got to get the CHGO diehard card for Craig Council. And maybe we just say, Welcome to the show, Love CHGO. Wow. Huh? Wow. I think that's you, definitely... Did you just come up with that? Or? I did. Okay. just came to my mind. <laughs> I mean, that definitely would... Skip. Hey, Skip. Welcome to the show. 
Yeah. That would definitely get him on the podcast, probably. Yeah, or he would never come on. Yeah. He'd just be like, who are these guys? Okay, I'd like you to uh, block all calls. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's either the best case scenario or worst case scenario if we did that. But, you know, I'm willing to test it out. You know what he might ask for? He might ask for three or four more and be like, hey, can you get Jed some of those so he can send them to Shohei? Yeah. (laughs) Shohei wants to be a diehard. No doubt. Oh, you know he does. Sure. Yeah, he's sitting there right now. He's like, do they have diehard access in, in L.A.? No. <laughs> no. Oh, geography doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. They got diehard cards in the Midwest, yeah. baby. So it's, it, it, you know, him, Juan Soto, too. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have that no, in San try, Diego. Diehard po- cards pull a lot of weight. I'll yeah. I, I, I got mine, and I'm, I'm ready to take it everywhere with me. Yeah. It pulls I, a lot of weight. I went to the bar this weekend, threw it down. I'm telling you, I was... I felt great. They, they put it on Stucky's tab. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for checking out the CHGO <laughs> Cubs podcast. And thanks for all the super chats, by the way, today. We had a good time. Great show. Make sure you hit the like button on the way out. Only 69 of those. Thanks, but uh, not enough. It's, uh, like it is nice, way out. but we would like more. Nice of you, but we'd like a few more. Yeah. Uh, and we will be back for another live show, 120 tomorrow, right here for the next version of the CHGO Cubs podcast. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day and fly the W.